Welcome to the Christine Means Business Podcast. My name is Christine Hansen and I'm a business consultant helping entrepreneurs to scale their business without working more through wonderful team management, leadership and strategy. Together with fellow experts or my own, this podcast is designed to share the most actionable tips, pieces of wisdom and anecdotes that will help you to avoid any mistakes that will cost you time or money to grow your business. It is my absolute joy to share that knowledge with you to help you for your ultimate success. You will get a new episode every two weeks and there's loads of free materials on my website christinemeansbusiness.com. So go ahead and check that out and I'm looking forward to hear your feedback and please don't forget to give us a couple of stars if you enjoy what you've been hearing on your podcasting platforms. And without further ado, let's start the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this brand new episode. I'm so happy to have you here. And today we're going to talk about the topic, oh my God, my people, I've had an odyssey on this topic and I will be talking a little bit venting a little bit about all these different things and hopefully also get wonderful practical advice from my superstar guest today and so today we are going to talk about copywriting more precisely on copywriting and launching so I have Amisha with me who is a launch copywriter and a growth revenue consultant. So two very interesting topics. We're going to dive into both of them. And even if you haven't done so already, actually, um, as we're recording, we are in June, 9th of June, and we just aired Sean, no, Wayne Mullins' episode. He's from Ugly Mug Marketing. And in that episode, we talk about the difference between scaling and growing, which blew my mind. So check it out if you haven't done so yet, because there's a lot of awesome advice in there. Now, Amisha, what she does is she strategizes, then she plans, and then she writes high converting launch copy for course creators or coaches and consultants. And today in particular, we're going to talk about how to optimize your digital offers for higher conversions. So I cannot wait. Amisha, welcome to the show. I'm so glad to have you. (laughs) I am so glad to be here. Thank you for having me. Wonderful. So copywriters, nobody is necessarily born a copywriter. So I'm first, excuse me, I've got something stuck in my throat. I'm first going to ask you about your particular journey, journey to do what you do now. So your company is called Copy Crew. And I, I don't think I would be totally amiss if I said that you know, when you were little, you didn't say, hey, I want to be a copywriter. So what happened? Oh my gosh, we're going to go all the way back there, huh? (laughs) Uh, So I've been in the business for four years. I started my uh, copywriting business in 2018. And before I got into copywriting, I was in the exports, believe it or not, I was in food, in the food, uh, food industry, the food Mm -hmm. exports industry. So that meant, you know, lots of trade shows traveling outside the country. I'm in the U S and this was all good. This was before I had my second child. And, uh, I I did that for a good seven years. I started my business from the kitchen counter, like most of us do. Right. And 
I think around 2016 is when, um, this is right after I gave birth to my daughter, I just knew I wanted to do something different that would give me the work-life balance, yes, and make a good living. And I was done with the traveling. Yeah. And um, at that time, I was like, all right, let me see if I can take my skill set, because I was part of the sales and the marketing thing in my okay. you know earlier business. I was like, let me see if I can take translate that into a more of a service-based business where I don't have to deal with physical products. Mm -hmm. And um, let me see what the online space has to offer me. And it took a couple of years of soul searching. Um, You know, I I, I made a lot of mistakes. Uh, Obviously, you know, I was trying to see what what niche would work for me. I did, I tried my hand at coaching a little bit. Then I tried my hand at building, you know, uh, funnels, like building $7 passive income products and hoping I'd make a, you know, a grand every day. Like, I mean, three years ago, I mean, they promised you that they're good copywriters, right? (laughs) Right. Right. And it's funny. So, you know, around then I got, I got to meet a lot of interesting people. And uh, one of the things that, you know, when I would do a little bit of business coaching on the side and try to make this thing work, the thing that they would get uh, bring to me often is like, Hey, can you look at this landing page? Or can you take a look at this email? What can I tweak here to get the sale or make an offer? And I didn't know it at the time, but I was fixing their copy. And it didn't really occur to me that I could be paid to do this full time. And as I started doing this more for my funnels, like I would start, you know, uh, selling some of my passive income products. I was like, oh, my email, the first email in the sequence, actually, I got some sales. Like, what am I doing here? Maybe I should improve more of this, or maybe I should dive a little bit more into this. So fast forward 2018, I put a stake in the ground and said, you know what, I'm going to say no to everything else the business coaching, building passive income products and all the things. I'm going to do this copywriting thing and we're going to figure this out. And four years later, it's been quite a journey and uh, I love it because I think firmly if you get copywriting right, it's, you know, you understand marketing, you understand business in the online space for sure. So I have a boutique little agency, it's called The Copy Crew and we're a couple of you know, badass people. It's more like a studio setup. Yeah. And uh, we take on uh, client projects, mostly course creators, high ticket launches with coaches, uh, people who are launching membership sites, consultants, all that sort of thing. So here yeah. we are. It's so funny. Like the online world is such a little bubble. I always feel like when I talk to people who like you and me who've been in the online world, we understand this language so well. And then there's people who just join and they are still about to open this gate of what the online business world is about. So welcome yeah. everyone who's new to this. It's going to be, a, it's going to be a ride. I can tell you. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to talk. I love your journey. It's similar to mine in a way. Also, you know, starting, trying what, you know, what fits, you know, I sold sleep like a boss, my first company, my second company actually, and um, got a lot of clarity and finally I think I'm clear on what I do now Uh, (laughs) and it changes again you know but I really like what I do right now but anyway what did I want to say so there were lots of different elements that I want to dive into now the first thing though before we even continue is for any people anyone who's new to this is to talk a little bit about what copy is because people get confused. Like, do you talk about copy? You talk about copyright, you know, is that the little C that I know? (laughs) And just making clear, it's like, sometimes we take these things for granted and 
Yeah. Also, a quick side promo for myself. Um, you do know, you guys, that I've written a book, Christine Mintz Business, and there's actually a glossary in there where I explain all of these terms. But copy is what we call the text on a website. Can be a sales page, can be a landing page, which is where your free offer lives. It can even be your about page. It can also be your newsletter. It can be pre pretty much every text that you use online or offline that consciously once I would that's how I define it but you probably have a different definition but I think in my opinion it's it's consciously it's very crafted because it has a purpose whatever that purpose may be it might just be to get to know you it might be to download something it might be to purchase something so we call it copywriting I don't really know why I'm sure there's history to this um, but that's when we talk about copy and copywriting, just so that people don't get confused. Now, personally, and I wrote, I'm talking about this in my book too, copywriting to me is really one of the most important pieces to your business, because I absolutely agree with you. If you get the copyright, people understand much quicker what you want to do. And you have psychology behind it that is just, you know, we are like trained monkeys in our behavior. We all have universal behavior patterns. I highly recommend uh, Robert Caldini's book. Pers it's not called persuasion. It's, it's a word game, word play with persuasion, but it explains our behavior towards, specifically towards sales. And so copywriting takes advantage of persuasion technique psychology, plus obviously witty writing that is very smart um and personally yep. i cannot write copy specifically for myself <laughs> i can't i can do it for other people yeah when it comes to myself it's the biggest it's not a blind spot because i'm very much aware of my suckiness but it's something that i can't do so i consciously spend a lot of money on copy because i know that it will be a return on investment and it has been most of the time i know that for sleep like a boss it's been huge um i know that for one of the sleep summits that i did it was huge but here's the thing i also had a lot of failures with it so i also had copywriters where for example i loved the copy if you read mm -hmm. any of my newsletters from 2020 every single newsletter was written by copywriters that i had on the retainer because i hate writing and i love my newsletters like i read them and i was like this is so great but they did not convert at all mm. and I also had other pages and they did not convert and I still don't know to this day why so that is also where I want to pick your brain because as you know I shamelessly take advantage of having experts on the podcast to ask questions and to get tangible yeah. advice but that would be something that I would be asking you about but let's start a little bit before that obviously copywriting is not uh, a magic wand right like people can't just come okay here's your money now make it work so yes. what are because I want to really save people from as many mistakes that they as possible and as much money as possible so before yeah. someone decides to hire a copywriter which in general I think is a great choice what is some of the pieces that need to be in place before they do that and is that something that a copy can have can help them with or should they maybe even look at hiring an other expert like a brand expert or a coach or something before and then get to the copywriter to really have a clear goal so what would be your what have your experiences be and if someone were to ask you what do you like seriously to be the most efficient what would you suggest 
great question. So venting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I I, uh, I love it. Um, so typically, um, before I have someone who comes, so say someone wants to work with me and say, hey, I have an upcoming launch and uh, I'd like to hire a copywriter because I hate writing and I want you to write my copy. Okay. One of my questions is, do you have a list? Like, is it, do you have an email list or do you have even a social media following and you are nurturing this audience who has been following you or is on your list? You have a strong relationship. You are not just showing up when you want to sell things, but you are actually in their inboxes or in their feeds delivering value. And, you know, basically, do you have a warm relationship with your list, right? Like, are they engaging with your stuff? That's my number one question. If they don't have a list at all, and I don't just mean an email list, I mean an audience, that's a problem. Yeah. Number two. Yeah. So, and number two is, have you, uh, is this a proven offer? Meaning have you sold this offer before? And, you know, some of the clients that I have worked with, they've, uh, you know, had scrappy launches, meaning they do all the things themselves, which is fine, right? Because we've all been in that phase. And our clients have also been in that phase where I'm going to do figure this out on my own before spending a boatload of money hiring an expensive copywriter or a business coach to help me do this. I'm going to figure this out as much as I can possible. When I, and, I, and I truly admire that. Um, is this a proven offer? Because if it's not a proven offer, you are starting from complete scratch, but there are exceptions to the rule. Say you have a strong audience, you have a strong brand, you have a strong brand presence, they know you, they know of your work. And it's a it's an offer that you're tinkering with, like, hey, I think this is a great idea because I get asked on this a lot and mm -hmm. I'm thinking of converting this, my expertise and the value that I've been offering because I've had people asking me, which is always a good sign if your list of your audience is asking you to convert this into what I think would be a great digital course, let's say, for example, then would be a good time to like say, hey, this is all that's been going on. I have been in the business. I have a strong list. I have a strong audience. They love my work. And I'm thinking of taking that and creating this offer because they have been asking me for something like this. Yeah, That's a very good sign. And then I'm like, okay, you're ready to hire a copywriter. But if you have neither of these, uh, particularly if you don't have the audience, and this is something that a lot of people don't know, there is something called the direct response marketing rule. It's, it's old. It's been around for a hundred years, but it mm -hmm. still exists today. And it's still relevant. It goes like this. 40% list, 40% is your offer, 20% is the copy. It's a shocker. And, you know, it's so a, a good successful promotion or a launch is really, the uh, you know, the uh, success is due to 40% list, 40% uh, of it, uh, the credit goes to your offer, and just the 20% is really your copy. So if you have the first two nailed, you know, there's no stopping you. The copy is just amplifying your efforts, amplifying what you do and making you the big bucks. I did have a client. So I had a client who had a very strong social media presence, very strong, not so much of an email list, but a very strong social media presence. He was showing up there daily, doing Instagram lives, giving tons of value. And his audience kind of was begging him for a digital course, a high ticket digital course. And that's when he came to me and he's like, I have a strong audience. I know this is what they want. I'm developing a course. I'd like to hire you for copy. It was an instant yes for me. So it's really one of these things need to be in place before I can be, you know, before I would suggest that you hire a copywriter. So does that kind of answer the question? 
I am so grateful that you're so honest about this because, uh, I mean, my problem was that I had my business before where I had my audience, then I had a new business. And to mm. me, it was one and the same journey, but it wasn't obviously. So that yeah. was a problem, right? And I'm really grateful that you call this out. And I know at the same time, a lot of people are going to not be happy to be hearing this because it is uber frustrating because you yes. do, you feel ready, you know, you feel like you've hustled. And especially when I used to be working with beginners, you know, you get everything done. You get your website done. You get this done. You get your Instagram up. You get all of these things done and you're exhausted. But honey, yeah. you've just been born, you know, like you <laughs> haven't lived in internet land yet long enough for people to know about you. So totally. here's my question, and it's a little bit off topic. So feel free to, sure. to tell me to interview or refer someone who can answer it better. Have you ever had someone who came to you in that situation, you know, who are like, okay, right, I really want this done. And you ask the first two questions. Do you have your audience? No, not quite. And uh, are people begging you to create this? No. And you, you, you know, you were, were the responsible, authentic and integrity person that I'm sure you are. And you said, well, in that case, I'm sorry, I can't take your money because... It will just be a frustrating process. Have you had a situation and then maybe having them do the work and come back? What did they do? <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. It's a little bit off topic. But yeah, you know, no. everyone wants to know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When I tell them that, so it's interesting you say this to me. I just had somebody who uh, contacted me yesterday <laughs> saying that, hey, <laughs> and we had talked. I mean, she's, she's great at what she does. She just hasn't really converted her audience into a list. So, I mean, converted her audience to buy something from her. So she's like, I am going to be launching this masterclass and I'm thinking of offering it as a paid masterclass. Uh, can I hire you to write copy? It's brand new. I don't think my list wants it, but I think they might want it. And she's like, if this goes well, I have plans for a bigger uh, course launch later on this year. What do you think? And I was very honest with her. I said, you know what? I love you. <laughs> and I know the work that you do because it is powerful work. And I do believe in her. I said, I think you can write this copy yourself because, you know, I, and, you know, this is someone who's in my mastermind. And so she has the same resources that, that we've been given, like, Hey, this is how you write a sales page. This is how you write. And I think anybody can have a first good pass at writing their offer and their copy if they're given good direction. I don't think anybody's a terrible writer. You can at least get, uh, you know, like you said uh, initially that I know my audience, I know my offer, so I'm decent. I can at least put it on paper. That's what I would encourage you to do. And that's what I told her. I said, do this, launch this masterclass, come back. If you've made sales out of this, I can take this and then we can optimize the offer and go bigger. That's option one. Option two is if you have this inkling that you know your audience wants it, even though they haven't asked you for it, because but all the things, the questions are pointing to this offer that you want to create, what I can do, instead of writing your copy, I can do the market research for you. And I can tell you if this offer even has legs. And, you know, Ooh, I will... This, this I will, is sending yes. tingles all down my spine. I'm like, right. <laughs> tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, we did this for one of our clients. I mean, great person. And it's a little bit of a complicated story. He's a dentist. 
And he wanted to branch out into the digital marketing world. Mm -hmm. Like he created a fantastic product uh, because he had a lot of success in his dental world. And he wanted to kind of like offer this to the marketing world. Like, you know, people like us, coaches, service providers in the online space, the digital marketing space. And he's like, I think this will work because it's worked for my dental community and medical community. I think it will work in the digital marketing community. I'm like, really? Let's see. (laughs) And it was a course that he had created. That's another mistake, right? People are so in love with their ideas. They filmed the course, they created, Mm -hmm. they created the resources. He did all the things that you shouldn't do. And it was a professionally done course. So what I did, my team and I, um, we audited his course content. We did the market research to see if there was even a product market fit. Like we took his content, we kind of gave it to a couple of beta testers in the digital space, people that we know and, you know, who kind of came close to his avatar. And we asked them, what do you think? And they're like, if this were for free, I wouldn't even touch it. (gasps) Hated it. Wow. It It was terrible. And I'm glad that we did all that work to discover what needed to be optimized in his course, because his genius was something that he did not even put into the course content. And these people knew him. They're like, I spent 20 minutes talking with him at a dinner party and he gave me so much gold. I don't see any of that gold in this current course. Yeah. Why? I, I rather pay for those 20 minutes that I had with him than for this, uh, for this course, which is, you know, it does not even, it doesn't, is not even any of any value to me. I'm like, my gosh. And then we went back to him saying, look, this is what we think. Don't sell your course to digital marketers. They hate it. (laughs) He was crushed. But I said, there is hope. I said, (laughs) the stuff that you've been telling them at dinner, the one-on-one conversations, like how to do this thing that you talk about in this course, you don't even, you haven't even shed light on that. So what you can do is just add it in. And instead of selling this as a course where you don't know how people are reacting, Convert the software into a one-day workshop. Mm-hmm. Teach this content live. Get feedback. Uh, you know, help people with their roadblocks, and you know, answer questions on the fly with digital marketers. Like, invite them and do this, and then see uh, how this you know all pans out. Like, I'm like, if you can sell it to like a hundred people in a workshop, and help them with something like this, and you know, really get that uh, real raw feedback, mm-hmm. we can optimize this and create a brand new course for digital marketers. So all that to say, yeah, offer optimization, uh, offer content and market research is an actual thing that a lot of copywriters uh, possibly take on. I I do, I love it. And- um, Not every copywriter, or they do to some extent, but I haven't heard many do as much research as you just explained, which I absolutely love, 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 love. Yeah. 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 And it can definitely save you from like, I mean, imagine the poor guy, he's like, Hey, I have a digital course and this is going to help you. And imagine the refund rate go up the roof, right? Like this is crap. <laughs> Who told incredible. you you can sell Negative this? And everything. Absolutely. Totally. totally. And I think you touched so. onto something really interesting that I've just realized myself as well in the last couple of months, because I'm, well, as I just said, you know, I've, it's funny because after our interview, I'm going to re-record introduction to this podcast because over the pandemic and everything, I've just become so tired that I've really realized I don't have a bandwidth for coaching. And I have to smile because you, in your journey, you were like, yes, I used to do some coaching. And I'm yeah. actually doing a certification for live coaching because I was like, you don't know what you don't know. And I've always been kind of coaching. And I was like, I actually don't, you know, 
I don't want to do this professionally anymore. And I love consulting, but yeah, interestingly, I didn't really know that I'm very good at it because I never thought as myself, as an analytical and logical person for some reason, maybe it's because I always was more towards literature versus science, you know? Yeah. Um, and then I started to an, um, a position at a non-for-profit and I came in and I was like, this is all a huge mess. So let's just do this, do this here are the systems, here are the things. Oh, we're wasting money here. Let's use this instead. And like, boom, yeah. everything was done. And they were like, you know, this is, this is not normal what you do, you know, all your knowledge about these platforms, how they talk to each other, how you can create workflows, this whole logic thing, how you see streamlining, et cetera. Yeah. That's not normal. To me, it was because it was always the back end of my offer, of my business. And I always loved it, mm. but I didn't realize that that is a skill. And it's interesting because I hired a coach again. I've been working with her for years to now craft my copy and my message because I have blind spots, you know, I don't know. Mm even when I talk to her, she's like, Christine, again, wait, this thing that you just bounced here is not normal. Like just an example, yeah. I, I got on the phone with her and I was like, sorry, I was two minutes late because I was on the phone with Facebook. And she was like, excuse me. And I was like, no, actually Facebook, they offer you free calls with their team to evaluate your ads over the course of weeks to tweak them, your particular ad sets to make them as profitable as possible because that's what they want. So they go in with you, tell you exactly what to do, and it's totally free. She's like, I've never heard of this. These are things, you know, that are normal to me, but obviously I'm yeah. not too regular mortal muggles. And <laughs> I would never have known, see, all these, you need, I really feel that your true gem very often lies in a version that you don't see, that others totally. see, and they see that layer of yours that is the most genius, and I realized it is because for me, it's easy. I'm constantly like the pandemic has been difficult for me psychologically. So I can't hold space for anyone else like psychologically, you know, so, but yeah. this is not a lot of effort for me, but I see people struggling with it when they try to do it on their own, specifically solopreneurs with freelancers because they don't like doing it. And I'm with a dog, like a dog with a bone with these things. Like I thoroughly enjoy <laughs> spending three hours on Zapier to you know, force it into submission to make my connections work. So, right. you know, but those are things that I think you can't do on your own. And I think so when you do have a good coach, a good copywriter, they will ask you these questions. They will listen and pick up on the things that you take for granted that are actually the things that make you shine. Because whatever you think makes you extra, it's probably not. It's probably a much simpler layer that you take so much for granted that you don't even see it. And I think that's totally. honestly where it's at. And the copy has now been flowing because she's been asking the right questions. Yes. You know, and has made me, you know, describe what it is that I do, which I don't think about because it's so natural. And that is what I wish everyone, you know, who's listening, if you hire a copywriter or someone who prepares you to work with a copywriter, to really don't, it's great if they are excited about what you do. It's always lovely to have an enthusiast and someone who's like, you're amazing. This is going to sell itself. No, it is not. <laughs> you yeah. know, so this is really something that I've learned and that I really want to share with you. And I'm so glad that you are confirming this. It's like really trust those people to ask the right 
questions. And then, yes, yeah. I mean, you pay a copywriter actually to take what you your genius is to really shine the light on the true genius that you probably don't even see. And then to use a little bit of psychology as well to make it obviously very, very, very juicy. But I think if someone listens to this and they already have this in mind, it's going to help them so, so much to save money in the future and maybe even say, okay, I have to shove this for now and I actually have to do my due diligence and even like get an audience as much as it yes. sucks. And yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. And uh, I would say as a copywriter, don't feel afraid. I mean, if you are taking on a client to dig, keep digging, mm -hmm. keep asking those questions. Sometimes, you know, um, you're like, oh my gosh, are they thinking I'm going to be incompetent? Then I'm asking so many questions. Am I annoying? Am I bothering? It's the same thing, right? When we think about like sending emails to our list, right? Like, am I being annoying? All of those things. But no, you're not because as a copywriter, you're one of those, well, I'm going <laughs> to like those pesky journalists that aren't afraid to dig and ask those questions. And I tell my clients that, you know, it's fantastic. I'm happy to be working with you. But, and I, I say this somewhere in my marketing too, that hiring a copywriter does not mean that you are going to jet set off to the Bora Bora and, you know, take a vacation because someone else is going to be writing work for you. It's a co-creative process. You have to be willing to share all your numbers. That's where the consulting side of copywriting comes. Copy is just mm -hmm. not the words. It's really... Uh, going deep into a funnel and saying, hey, this is what worked. This is what didn't work. This is where this was your open rate, email and open rate. This is, is why people are not clicking. And I would right. even say that that is an essential point that you have to ask before hiring someone. Yes. Because after years and years of working with people with no refund policies, I'm not hiring anyone anymore unless we have some KPIs, some key um, some key point yeah. indicators, key production indicators, some really clear measurement yes. tool that it is working. And if it's not, I'm not going to pay them. And obviously it also depends on, well, it depends how much work you do, but some things it doesn't matter how much work you do. Like some things is literally going to be measurable from the service right. that you're hiring. So I highly recommend if your copywriter doesn't, like Amrisha automatically tell you how they're going to measure it for me that's yeah. a red flag nowadays yes and i think that's why uh i urge copywriters my you know fellow <laughs> peers that go into this yes it's a creative process for sure but it's also there's a element of you know being a, a consultant on the job as well Like you have to be willing to dig into the numbers. You have to be willing to, if you're going to be on retainer or say something like, hey, let's work together for 90 days and let's, let me take a look at your numbers, your yes. funnel, what's going on. And maybe I don't even get to the copy in 90 days, but at least I can tell you what to fix and what is the research telling us. Like if we implement some of these things, you might just see a return on investment and we can get to the copy later. Like I always say, it's first your audience, the traffic that's coming to your site and who you're nurturing. It's then it's also your offer. Your copy is really something that comes much later. And I'm saying this as a copywriter, right? Like it's not the copy, copy is not the first thing. You got to look at the other numbers. Like if you're running an application funnel, how many people are coming to the landing page? How many people are actually... Uh, watching the webinar, how many people are booking calls? What's the show up rate? Are you sending an email to, you know, ah. make sure that they're showing up? There is so much. I can 
work with you. And that's why I am kind of like a consultant as well. I like agree. in the first 90 days, let's take a look at the KPIs, like what's going on. And even if it's one thing, I'm not saying you hire somebody and they fix all 10 things in no. 90 days. No, you can't. Let's just focus. Let's limit the focus onto one thing and see if we can just improve that and then get to the other things. So that's an important element as well. I love it. And I think it is super important because so many people just skip it, don't offer it. And I'm in the my no bullshit kind of phase now where I think <laughs> I have the maturity of being in this business for nearly a decade. Yeah. Where I'm like, no, 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 no. Skill is great, but we do need some data as well. Yes. So yes. this makes my heart and my brain sing, obviously, because it's you're not hiding from anything. You're not scared of your skills. And it's it's great to have those numbers and someone who's able to help you to track them. So yeah. I'm all for consulting. I'm all, all for consulting. And I think it's just people are so damaged by the word consulting in terms of corporate consulting that they kind of want to ban it. But honestly, there's a purpose to this. <laughs> there is, And there's a reason yes. why huge consulting companies are so successful as they are, because it's objective. It's a no bullshit kind of skill. So I honestly think you have to take that in, uh, in consideration. And either you have an agency like yours, the Copy Crew, and I think the website, let me just make sure that I have it right. Thecopycrew.com is yep. where you can find all the info. And if you don't, and this is why I'm going to ask you like, to expand all our networks. If you have someone who doesn't have an audience yet, mm -hmm. do you have someone that you would refer that can help them with audience growth? Or is that something you do? What do you usually suggest? Uh, we don't help you with your audience growth. Uh, but, you know, there are, and it depends on what kind of business you have, right? Like if you're, I mean, there are other courses where you can learn how to grow the email list. If you are an info product business, like you are selling courses. So that is more of the low ticket, high volume thing. The volume comes mm -hmm. in with the number of traffic that you get. And depends if you're a professional business like mine, like, you know, you're a professional, say you're an e-com agency, yeah. right? And you're helping other e-commerce owners. Your thing is more of a higher ticket service, less of the volume. So, you know, maybe you are leveraging a strategy where you're getting in front of other people's audiences, doing the dream 100, like getting onto podcasts, uh, or you have your own podcast. So that's a different way of traffic source for you. You're not crazy about building a volume of like 30,000 people on your list because you're not selling them a course, you're selling them a high ticket service. So Great. it really, yeah, it really depends on the kind of business you have. Um, yeah, so it, it's, but it's something to answer your question because I can ramble. I, we don't uh, help them build the audience. It's something that um, they need to do this on their own. And I mean, the kind of people that we, the kind of clients that we work with today are, you know, high six uh, figures, seven figures, and they are already established in one way. Um, they have a proven offer and they have an audience. Yeah. Uh, you know, even if they have one of these things, like I said, if they have a strong audience and they're testing out a new offer, uh, that is something that we can help them with. Yeah. We can but kind of like do there. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes, they, they need to. Otherwise, it's a disaster. It's a recipe for disaster because copywriting is expensive. I mean, if you, I mean, and it, it, it varies across the board for sure. But if you're looking for an experienced copywriter, yeah. I can tell you that you're going to be dropping at least a five figure price tag That's just to I hire was, them to write yeah, everything. Like a good copywriter, it's well worth it. But honestly, totally. 
and I, I was always transparent about it. I pay like least the retainer was must have been like 40k a year or something. And I was happy to pay it because it right. took my head off. In the end, it really wasn't a return on investment, but well, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. lesson learned. But um, yeah. no, I agree. I, I totally agree. And that that has to be a pillarstone that's already there. And I will try to find someone to help us on the podcast with audience building because I honestly, it changes yeah. so much here in internet land. Yes. Like seriously. And I just recently had someone who's like, they put all their eggs in one basket, which was Instagram mm. starting today with Instagram. Oh. I was like, you're crazy. The algorithm changes pretty much every week. Even Instagram marketers are desperate with the whole thing. So I was like, okay, I don't know if that's the smartest thing to do, but you know, I agree. It's, and I'm looking to find a solution to put that on the podcast as a referral. Like I'm still looking for someone who's really good at actually doing that. Um, but I do agree that, you know, you have to have that done and that takes time unfortunately which yeah. is also why you should have some funds in your bank account before you start you know your independent journey because it is going to cost you it's very simple yeah for sure and you know in terms of traffic i just want to make a quick note uh there it's always good to have like multiple sources of traffic very uh, yeah. absolutely great either your post your podcast or other people's or leverage relationship marketing i think which is a great way to kind of like get in front of similar audiences, I mean, audiences that you want and, you know, they have, uh, we can't, I mean, we all understand, we know the disaster of Facebook ads, which went down last year. So no, <laughs> I don't think anybody is going to put all their eggs into the Facebook ad basket anymore. No, so, and no it's or crazy. if you do, make sure you get on the phone with them so that they can literally help you. And because yes. you, honestly, they, their whole interest is to gain back confidence. And we totally smooch on that which is fine yeah. because they will literally go in and have you optimize it. And I think that's the smartest thing to do rather than hiring someone because as well as with Instagram, Facebook ads, it's changing every week mm -hmm. with AI now because of GDPR in Europe. It's a huge, huge race right now to make mm. the ads run on artificial intelligence because people opt out of cookies. So they have to assume a lot of things yeah. as smartly as they can, but it's fascinating. It's fascinating, it but it's not our jam, you know? So yeah. It's our job to tell you where to go <laughs> and have someone explain it <laughs> to you, you in a better way. Yep. Right. Well, I am so excited that you were here. I think you were one of the most refreshing conversation in terms of honesty when it comes to copywriting and all the things that go with it. Oh, um, thank apart you. from the importance. And that's people that I like to, you know, refer people to. So you guys. Um, after having vetted the copy crew here, <laughs> I grilled them with my question. <laughs> Definitely my stamp of approval, not that it matters. But if you want to check the crew out, head over to thecopycrew.com. You can find them on Instagram as well. And we have the links in our show notes. And I guess people can then see your offers or just reach out to you. Yes, Uh I do one-on-one -on -one done for you copy work and consulting. And, uh, you know, I have started offering consulting as another thing that, you know, we work with like your funnels and everything to see how we can optimize. And for other copywriters and digital marketers, I am running a group coaching program, which is really awesome. Uh, we've launched it a couple of times live and it's turning into an evergreen offer. It's kind of like taking a look at all of this and 
helping you improve your client's copy. It's auditing stuff and auditing funnels. So it's called the Audit Superstar. I don't have the link right now, but I will drop it uh, later, maybe. Yes, (laughs) we'll have it in the show notes. We'll have it in the show notes by the time this ends. We'll have it in the show notes. So you guys can simply head over, click on that and sign up. Wonderful. Well, I think that's all we have time for. Amisha, thank you so much for being here today and letting me shamelessly pick your brain and ask you all the uncomfortable questions. You did brilliantly. I'm so happy to have had this conversation. <laughs> no, because I'm I'm done with the bullshit, you know. I'm done with uh, just yeah. having compliments all the time. It's like, no, no, no. People are wasting too much money. This is getting too expensive for everyone. Let's just drill down to to the yeah, to the truth of it, you know, which isn't always yeah. the most glamorous one. So yeah. thank you so much. Thank you for you having guys. me. <laughs> we'll be back in two weeks time with a new guest uh and actually heads up you guys i'm going to start to also do a couple of solo episodes again in the future so as you know me nothing stays change is the only constant especially with christine means business so we shall see but stay um stay tuned and if you have any question for amisha please make sure you get in touch with her let her know that you heard her on the podcast And um, thank you again for being here. And thank you guys for listening. Bye-bye for now. All right. And here is what I usually forget at the end of every episode. So first off, thank you so much for listening and taking the time to tune in. We really, really, really appreciate it. Now, don't forget that I've written a book with everything you need to know about growing and building a business online. It's called We Mean Business, the practical guide for creative entrepreneurs, coaches and small businesses to build your brand and grow your business online. You can find it on Amazon, but also in other online bookstores and on my website. Also, please make sure that if you want to stalk me, you follow me on Facebook, on Instagram, on YouTube or Twitter or Pinterest or TikTok. And if there was anything in this episode that you learned, that you found entertaining, that made you giggle, then I would be over the moon if you'd left us a five-star rating. These ratings go a long way for more people to tune in and make sure that you follow the podcast as well to share the love and to have more people find it. Thank you so much and we'll see you in two weeks time for a new episode.